Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage. While also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and remarriage unchained. The art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. While also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex. And courting is for marriage. In this 128th episode, the Holy Lover series continues with how to save my Catholic marriage. Meanwhile, wife has just plain given up. And today we cover gift number 23. Plus, live calls from you answering your marriage in crisis questions. So get in that queue. Call 313 Radical. That's 313-723-4225. Or you can call from your browser at callinstudio.com slash Radical1 for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So now we have the quote of the day. Quote, It takes three to make love in heaven. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It takes three for heaven to make love to earth. God, man, and Mary, through whom God became man. It takes three to make love in the Holy Family. 
Mary and Joseph and the consummation of their love, Jesus. It takes three to make love in hearts, the lover, the beloved, and the love. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, To Get Married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesdays through Thursdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right. All right. So we are back. And so we're going to hit it real hard. And as promised, uh, getting that cue. So we're going to today we're talking about um, um, a holy love gift about whining and pounding when your wife doesn't want to make love or can't make love. And for the last few weeks, we've been on the uh, category in the Catholic alphabetical program called the Make You Love Mastery category, where we're going over uh, intimacy and how important it is, a man's sexual health and how to keep himself healthy and things like that. And so today we cover uh, how to save my marriage when my wife has given up uh, vital questions when she denies you intimacy. And I know right now you're going, man, Jerry, what is that about? What is that about? Well, what it's about is understanding why your wife can't or is unwilling to engage in the marital embrace. And it's, and believe it or not, there's a lot to it. And as usual with women, it's everything's complicated. Can't nothing be simple with women, right? <laughs> so with that being said, um, we have moved our podcast from 10 o'clock AM to 6 PM, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I had to do that because of um, uh, well being able to serve my clients better. We might move back to ten. I don't know, but I know for sure it won't be uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the morning. It'll definitely be Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So if uh, things work out and I can get the schedule to work right, then we'll stay right here. Um, other than that, let's get started. Getting that cue. If you're having intimacy problems and you don't understand why your wife uh, will not make love to you or will not be intimate with you and what's going on in that area, or you you feel inadequate and want to know why, you know, how to how to become uh, better in that area and and more importantly, how to handle things, how to handle it when um when intimacy um does not go your way. So with that being said, let's go. Today we're gonna cover holy lover gift part. Uh, holy lover gift 23 which states a holy lover does not whine or pout when his beloved is unable to make love oh so what is a holy lover for those who are new to the show and new to this well not really new to the show i guess but new to this category of what we're talking about a holy lover is something i created uh, in my program to give men something to strive for something that helps me strive to be a better husband and to be a, a better man for god and basically that's what a holy lover is a holy lover is you becoming the man that god created you to be and you becoming the husband that your wife needs and you notice i didn't say once because a lot of times wants don't go with needs or you could look at it and say you know what'll make your wife happy you know you know 
giving your wife what would make her happy, what you know in the end would make her happy. And a lot of times that is not what she wants right now. That can be a, a controversy, a controversy sometimes, right? So why? So again, gift 23 of the Holy Lover series. We have already covered 22 um, gifts, and now we are covering number 23, which states again, a holy lover does not whine or pout when his beloved is unable to make love. Why? Because in many cases, the problem originates from something he did or didn't do. We all do it or have done it in the past as men, right? And for the first and for the most part, it works. When we first get married, you know, our wife doesn't want to make love or she can or something wrong. We just kind of, you know, we kind of wild pout or get upset or kind of act weird a little bit. And she kind of gives in. And that works good for a few years, I guess, for a while. But over time, our wives reject this and they withdraw. And then what do we do? We intensify the pouting and whining, right? <laughs> we get more upset. We get more, you know, like being pouty and whiny and like, what's going on? And why can't we this and this and that? And you're not this and you're not that. You know, the same old, same old stuff, which is a marriage killer called blaming. Okay. Blaming gets you nowhere. Okay. So husbands must realize sex is not about your wants, desires, and needs. It's about God and your beloved. The more you can embrace this mindset, the more sex you will have. Because of the way men are formed as kid, a teenager, a young adult, and as a man, it is so very easy for husbands to allow Satan and selfishness to enter our relationship with our wife. That is important. Would I mean we cannot basically we start blaming and defending and not listening. And um, doing all those kind of things like that, man, when it comes to the marital embrace or we don't we're not sympathetic or empathetic about what she needs and her body and what she's going through and stuff. Look, things start to go south real quick, start to go south real quick. Um, and that's basically Satan in the middle of us that we allow in there because our ego is too strong and we're not really thinking about our wife. And I know, man, sometimes we get you get tired of hearing me say that, but dude, do you want peace or do you want chaos? That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of how I look at it. You know, I'm not trying to have my wife upset for long. And and if I have to upset my wife, it's because I'm doing what God or Christ wants me to do. All right. So over time, uh, this if we, you know, because we're not formed correctly as a man. Over time, uh, it will lead to a passionate lovemaking or more severe, a severe, a sexist marriage. Um, this is why whining and pouting about making love, your wife just starts to think, well, you're only thinking about yourself. You're only considering yourself. And so what does she do? She starts to withdraw from you and not want to make love at all. And then you look up down the road and you're in a sexist marriage. OK, so my question is, are you willing to suffer these consequences? Or are you willing to kill the ego and see your wife as your beloved? Remember, as your beloved and not a thing, an object, a machine, a plaything, or a mere toy. That's why that's only activated at your whim and for your pleasure as a man. And look, it's very easy for us to get caught up in this, man. You know, we're we're thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about, you know, we think about our wife. Don't get me wrong. We think about our wife. But many men, husbands, do not understand their wives and how things work and go and what she needs psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and basically what her body needs. And so 
we kind of get we get mixed up and confused sometimes. It's it's unreal to me how many men come in my program and they are really generally don't understand their wife's body. They really don't understand her needs psychologically as a man, as a woman and stuff like that. And look, man, I had to learn, but I put in the work and um, and I know it's easy for me to say that because I kind of know. But what I can say, man, is curiosity is what enhances intimacy. If you're curious about your wife, you don't think you know everything about her. You don't think you know her mysteries and everything. You you have to understand that you must learn and be curious and be excited and passionate. A lot of times we get married to our wife. Then over the years, what happens is we get we kind of don't we kind of stop trying, not really trying on purpose, but we start putting other things above her and above our marriage. And then we can't understand why she's knocking on the bedroom door one night and saying, hey, you got to go to the other bedroom because I don't want to sleep in the same room with you anymore. Right. OK, so, um, of course, many men don't believe we are this way. You know, that we think of our wife as an object or kind of a machine or thing or play thing or things like that. But it doesn't matter what we think. It matters what our wife and God believe. And I must always put that to the forefront. We today, people are always concerned about what they think, about what they believe, about, you know, how they feel and all that kind of stuff. Man, really, in your relationship with your wife, your, your wife, they, they, they don't, she, that, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think and believe. It matters what your wife believes, you know, and, and what God thinks about your relationship. Um, why? Because if your wife feels like an object, then she, she feels like an object. You can't sit there and tell her, well, what are you feeling like that for? You don't, you shouldn't be feeling like that. I've made you feel like that. So, okay. That's craziness. That's what most men do. You know, when a, when a wife says, well, you know, you know, I, I think you're selfish because you just want me to do what you want me to do. And you're not considering me. And then what do husbands do? We start growling back and, you know, telling our wife that, well, you shouldn't feel like that. And, and, you know, feeling like that doesn't mean anything. And listen, it doesn't matter how you feel. You're my wife and you're supposed to, we're supposed to have sex whenever I want to. And whenever you want to, it's not that me though. And, and man, that just is up to a big, big, huge, huge argument. Right? So next, um, our actions say it all though. So our actions are the problem. Because we can are wise and, and can think one thing and we say another thing, but really what it boils down is to our actions, especially when we don't analyze the holy lover gift properly, which is whining and pouting and focusing, focusing on self. When our wife is unable to make love or unwilling or unwilling, um, it wastes a chance for wholeness for us if we if we get upset. First off, we should immediately ask ourselves, why can't our wife make love like what is wrong okay and question number two is why is my wife unwilling to make love to me man those are hard questions aren't they oh lord 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 see that calls though that causes you know that that needs some reflection right if i ask myself those two questions when it comes to sex like first one is why you know why shouldn't able to have sex or two why does she want to have sex with me <laughs> so that being said, we've got to understand what is going on and how we 
can um how we can answer those questions which causes us what which means what we have to look in the mirror at ourselves so again gentlemen this requires removal of ego in order that we truly see ourselves for who we are do we look in the mirror at ourselves or wuss out and blame our beloved many men because we're so fragile in this area when it comes to sex we you know we we can get upset really easy. And a lot of times we don't, before we even think about what we're saying and doing, it's kind of already too late. And this is why wise, you have to understand your husband, you know, no matter how cocky he thinks he is or confident he thinks he is about the marital embrace, no matter how good of a lover he is, there's always doubt. And so especially why, because your husband, no matter what you think about your husband, he loves you. And so if he's he wants to perform properly, he wants to make you happy. And if as a woman you don't help, like a lot of women are just like lay there. I call them lazy lovers, right? They lay there and they don't really participate. They don't help. They don't even try to get into it because most women, if they really try to get into it, no matter if they're frigid or not, if they try to get into it and their husband is, is at least an adequate lover, they will have a sexual peak. But women, they get they get they get selfish too, and they get in their self. Well, I really don't want to be here. I got all this other stuff on my mind. He doesn't care about me. He just wants to whatever with me, and so that means what? Then of course the sex session is horrible. Then nobody wants to make love with anybody. Then so how is that benefiting your marriage? How's that been your relationship with God? And how is that benefiting your family? Okay. So um, I'll tell you, I've been there. I used to get upset with both of my wives when they would make love with me sometimes, you know, and I didn't plan it. And, and I, I didn't, you know, it has been, it had been a while. And, you know, and she's like, oh, I don't want to, I'm like, oh man, you know, or, but you know, women don't really tell you they don't want to really, unless, you know, you got a, one of them, a wife that has gotten to the point where she just really doesn't care at all, you know, um, which again is selfishness too. That's selfishness too. Um, but, if you your wife is, you know, she's you know, she loves you and cares about you and she wants to make you happy, uh they kind of they they you get and you say and you get upset, then they kind of go, Oh, okay, I'll do it. And then, you know, most women don't just tell you, they'll just what fall, they'll just kind of get in the bed early or fall asleep on you. <laughs> you know, and you come, you didn't want to brush your teeth, you didn't uh you know, put some cologne on and washed on your arms, or maybe took a shower or something. You come right to bed, your wife to turn over with the sleep on you. You know, and, and that ain't cool. She knows what you're doing. She knows what you're doing. And a lot of times women don't mean to do it, but you know, you, you gotta understand, man. Uh, if your wife, one thing I always say, if your wife is working a lot, if she works eight hours or more a day, man, you go, it's it's rough, it's 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 tough, it's a tough call to get some sex to make love all the time. It is because women aren't made. Aren't, their bodies and mentally aren't made for all that kind of physical hard work or or even being a lawyer or whatever. That's hard on them. That's physically and mentally hard on them, you know. And so when they come home, even if they have kids and stuff, first thing she's going to do, she's going to focus on the kids, right? Because I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. I want to take a bath. I want to get in the bed, get take a shower, go to bed, you know. But you got kids. You know, she's not going to neglect the kids, so she's going to get make the kids. But guess who will she will neglect? She's going to neglect you, you know. 
And so you as a man, you're like, okay, come on, man. Like, when do I get some love? Sometimes some kind of tension. But see, that's what communism did. Communism got the woman out of the home and taking care of children and nurturing children and nurturing their husband and got them out in the workplace where now women, they don't even really care about their husbands like that. Look, I had a woman tell me last week on my YouTube channel telling me, you, you, you're, you're, you're toxic telling uh, people, uh, uh, women they should put their husbands, uh, uh, they should put a God in their husbands, especially the husband, she was saying, put God in their husband, especially the husband above their kid, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people, when they first hear that, they don't really understand what I mean, because it was a short, you know, it was a YouTube short. So it was only like 30 second, 45 second, uh, video. So I couldn't go into the whole thing. But it boils down to this. Do you want your kids happy or do you want a divorce? Do you want to put your make your priorities, your kids priority number one, or do you want a divorce? Because I'm going to tell you what, if you continuously put your husband below the children, which means what? You give the kids, it's all about the kids. The kids, the kids, the kids. The kids are God. The kids are angels. The kids are everything. And guess what? Eventually, most men aren't asking a lot. So then, you know, you're working all the time. Then you don't want to make love to the man. And now you're putting the kids above. You don't want to cook the man no dinner. You want to give him no attention. You don't even look good really anymore. You come home, you got your hair all over your head. You know, you ain't wearing jeans, uh, toe-up jeans and a t-shirt all the time. You never look good for your husband. And then you think he's just supposed to like sit around there for years and years and years and just like take that. Okay, I'm, I, I work. He works. He's working 8, 10, 12 hours, 16 hours a day, too. You know, we, people don't understand you are in a marriage. The marriage is more important than your children. It is because without the marriage, there is no family. People kill me how they always try to go, well, you know, the kid's going to be okay. No, they ain't. Please name me one kid that grew up in a divorced family that's okay today. They ain't okay. They aren't okay, man. And people, it, it really irks me when people say that. It really does. My parents been divorced. My parents were divorced when I was 17 years old, 18, 19, 20 years of stuff. And man, it still ain't right. It still ain't right. People try to act like they heal and they feel better, all that stuff. But they don't, man. Well, like you, yeah, you might feel better till Thanksgiving. You got to go over to your mama's house, and then you get everybody get up, get up and leave. And we got to go over to my daddy's house, you know, or Christmas time come. We got to go two, three, four, five houses for Christmas. You know, that ain't cool. That ain't cool, man. You know, but women, they got this thing, they, they have been, they have drunk the darn Kool Aid too much about what? They've drunk the Kool Aid about what? About, you accept me for who I am. If I'm a B-I-T-C-H, you accept that. You know, if I look bad every day, you accept that. If I'm 500 pounds, you accept that. If I'm 20 pounds, you accept that. You know, whatever I want to do as a woman, I can do it. Well, guess what? Men are starting to say, screw that. <laughs> yeah. You're going to come home. and I talk about uh, men all the time trying to get them right. But hey, there are plenty of houses, homes in this in this country where women come home and their husband's gone too. You know, 
This the, the problem is it's complete selfishness on both ends, man. Nobody is trying to please, or I should say not please. The better word is serve. Nobody is trying to serve their spouse, you know. But the thing about it is, I can I can teach a man how to get his wife to serve him and to love him and to and to and to give him all the attention he needs, but he has to change himself first. Okay. So like I said, I used to get upset with when my wives when uh, you know didn't want to make love to me and stuff, or continuously give excuses. They, or they were the what? Continuously give excuses, or worse, not even bring up the subject. Oh, that used to really get out of my crawl. You know, my wife. They know we. They know we. You know, she know we ain't having sex. She won't even bring it up because <laughs> she know I'm mad. <laughs> she don't even talk about it because <laughs> she knows the deal, right? So. You know, it, it is cool, man. So today in part one, we will discuss and answer some vital questions that you as a husband should be asking yourself if your wife is unable or will not make love to you. And those I just mentioned are the first two. On the next show, we'll cover some things you can do to help you get over yourself Remove your ego and stop your frustration, thereby drawing your wife close to you, which in turn will by its very nature encourage more and better intimacy. And our last. So um, that being said, we're going to take a quick break real quick and we will be back. So hang with me. Keep listening to the podcast. If you're on the if you're on the uh, audio version and if you hear uh, listening to me live, hang with me because you won't be disappointed. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. Hey, 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 hey. We are back as my man on uh what was that? What was that comedy? Uh uh what's happening? What's happening back in the 70s? But old Raj uh used to uh they used, he used to say Dwayne used to say that. I love that. I used to crack up so much when he did that. But anyway, as promised, how to save your marriage when your wife is given up. Today, again, we are covering gift 23, which states. A holy lover does not whine or pout when his when he when his um when she I'm sorry a holy lover does not whine or pout when his beloved is unable to make love. Okay, it's very important that we 
understand that and we really take that to heart. Again, if we whine and pout and get upset, and I know we feel that she doesn't love us, she feels she's not re- when a woman denies us sex or won't make love to us, we get re- we start to feel resentment come comes really fast, you know. Um, and we start to think she doesn't love us, or not just that she doesn't respect us or care about us. Women don't really understand. This is why, man, it's important. We're going to go into this a little later and a little t- on the next show. Is about it's important, man, that you guys talk about intimacy, man. So everybody knows, so everybody's on the same page. You know, people keep when it comes to intimacy, people keep it in. We keep enough stuff from each other. I hate the secrecy thing, but that's how people are these days. They swap spit and swap juices, but can't nobody talk about sex and can't nobody talk. Tell tell each other as a married couple what they're thinking about stuff, or even pick up the phone, pick up the person's cell phone, look at it. Who cares? You know, this hiding stuff and being being secretive with your spouse—that is a recipe for divorce. And then people go these days. Well, I just go get me somebody else. Yeah, if you can't make okay, I got a man. I got a real good thing for that. If you a man and you can't keep this one happy. What makes you think you're going to keep the next one happy? If you're a woman and you can't keep a husband, your husband happy, what makes you think you're going to keep another man happy for long? You ain't. Why? Because you take you with you. That's the bottom line on that one. People kill me. I can. You always try to replace what you have and think the grass is greener. No matter if you hurt, it's been years or whatever. It ain't. What you do, man, is you sacrifice and you suffer and you pray and you ask God, to change the heart of your spouse so that your spouse starts to love you and understand you and listen to you and you guys can collaborate. But if all we have this mindset of it's just me, 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 especially a man, it just sickens me when I hear men talk about themselves all the time. Rappers, me, me, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. Man, nobody cares. Yeah, you're going to sell some records but 30 years from now, ain't nobody going to care about you talking about you. Guarantee you. That's when when uh, when rapping first came out. That's all everybody did. And 99% of them ain't around. The only ones that survived was what? Sugar Hill. They made music is still around. Uh, come, people sample that still. You know, uh, Houdini, uh, Kumo D. Y'all see, y'all know about them. <laughs> but, you know, man. Uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, them kind of music, like seventies, eighties, man. You know, you know, uh, 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 Snoop Dogg. You know, those kind of rappers, man. They kind of, you know, they kind of got away. They started that stuff for talking about that stuff, but then the music that lasts, man, is the one where you're talking about something. And so, uh, and that's what we're talking about today. We've got to understand that. You you cannot be selfish with your spouse. You just can't. It's about service. And if you and if things aren't going your way, don't wait 10 years from now or a year from now to talk to your man about it. Talk to your wife about it. Really, man, it helps, dude. Really, the best time to talk about problems when everybody's not upset. When you start arguing and stuff, you can't talk about problems, man, because nobody's really listening to you. She's not listening. He ain't listening. Because they're too busy trying to get their own point across. And then we all oh, don't even get me started on calling names and all that kind of stuff, man, and grabbing people and stuff. Man, look, that stuff ain't about anything, man. It's not about it's, we stay in the hood. It ain't about nothing. Ain't about nothing, man. 
you know, you know, people you got to understand keeping secrets from your spouse. Your spouse can't pick up your phone. Your spouse can't walk in the bathroom when you're in the bathroom. Your spouse can't sleep in the same bed with you. The spouse don't know everything about you. The spouse don't know what goes on through your day. How do you expect the marriage to grow like that when nobody knows nothing about anybody? You know, we just got our own lives. And we only come together barely for sex. And guess what? The lust always dies out. The lust always dies out. That's why old folks don't have no sex. Not just because they're sick and sickly and got arthritis and diabetes and heart disease and stuff, but because the lust and died out. They don't feel like doing the work anymore because they don't love each other enough. They haven't grown close over the years. It's called a mediocre marriage. That's what it's called. Okay? And look, man, you've got to understand, man, please try your best. I say a lot of stuff, a lot of crazy stuff, you know, but man, it's not really crazy when you really think about it, man. It's the truth, man. It's the truth. You know, a lot of people don't probably like what I say, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter what, what people think. What matters is, is it the truth and does it help people? And if you do, if you do, it, it will, man. And, and talking to your wife and your spouse and being selfish and hiding stuff, you cannot build a great marriage like that. And then thinking you're going to get another person, go marry somebody else. Man, I got people to come to me, man, been married five, six, seven times. Five, six times, man, been married. Five, six times, man. You hear what I'm saying? That's the mentality of, well, if he don't work and she don't work, I go get me somebody else. Yeah, but you can't make them happy neither. The problem is people looking for happiness. They're looking for somebody to make them happy instead of them looking to make somebody happy. That's the whole problem right there. That's the whole problem right there. If you are a husband or a wife, or you a boyfriend or girlfriend, or you a fiance and a fiance, and you're, you're, your main thing is for somebody else to make you happy, your marriage, your relationship is going to fail eventually. It will. It will. But when you change the mindset like Christ and move it from, I'm looking to make somebody else happy. I'm looking to serve somebody. I'm looking to make somebody else's life uh, great. I'm looking to make someone else's, I'm looking to be valuable to somebody else. Then, man, your whole mindset changes, man. Your whole mindset changes. It really does. But people are bought up today to only think about the iPhone, the iPad, you know, the iPod. It's all about I, I, I. And man, you can't win in life like that. You really can't. Because even the, the even the diabolical narcissists who are with poor people that are called that are that are possessed, uh, influenced demonically influenced by the by the demons, um, and they have given their life over. Even them, they will they will reject selfishness. They want to get away from you. Now they could be selfish all day long. You know they could be a narcissist all day long, but they get themselves away from other narcissists, right? Okay, and so that being said, man, we're gonna move on. So, okay, fellas, here's the like, here it is. Here's the new rule. Okay, so we're talking about how not to how to deal with when your wife refuses to make love to you, or for some reason she can't, is unable to. Okay, so try to embrace what I'm saying. Try to embrace what I'm saying. Try, try to get your sympathy and your empathy cap on, because <laughs> it will help you to really. Um, 
connect with what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to get across. Because listen, in my program, I don't I don't do anything. I don't do anything that that doesn't mean anything. I do everything means something. There's no fluff. The reason why, because if you start putting fluff just to put stuff in it, guys start getting bored and they don't want to do the stuff. But if they know everything you do means something, they will try to learn it. Okay, the ones that that, that are serious about saving their marriage and trying to keep their wife going, right? Trying to get their life going with their wife and their kids and their family and God, right? So, okay, fellas, here the new rule. There's a new rule in town. The new rule is this: never again whine or pout about a lack of intimacy in our marriage unless one we have a solution to the problem, <laughs> okay, or two. We are willing to at least sit down and have a meaningful conversation to help come up with some ways to help solve the problem. Okay? That's it. No more bitching and whining about, I'm not, why won't she give me sex? Why won't she make love to me? Why won't she give me intimacy? Unless you are willing from this day forward to sit down and try to learn about your wife's body. Learn about what she needs, learn about her, and be curious about her so that she really starts to what? Respect you and believe that you're not selfish. This is the whole thing with women. You got to understand, man, women have been misused and abused for their bodies their entire lives. Their entire lives. Men ain't like that unless men, like you, unless a man's been uh, raped or something or, you know, physical like that. But that that's that's rare. I mean, rare in the, in the big scheme of all the numbers, right? But women, most women have been used for their body their entire life. Nobody sees them. And and what's the proof of that? And women and they and, and they have a valid argument, don't they? They really do they have a valid argument. And the argument is, well, I know what I'm saying is true because every man I've given my body to, he has left me. Most kids these days, I don't say most kids, I shouldn't say most kids. A lot of girls these days start having sex around 12, 13 years old. So if you think your kid ain't having sex and you ain't monitoring that, get, you're already behind. You already lost the game, okay? You know, I, I talk to guys all the time. Oh, yeah, man, my daughter just got pregnant by her boyfriend. Oh, really? Again? Yeah, yeah, you know. But think about it is, is you can't you, you know your wife your girlfriend you, you've, you've got to understand that you must first of all we should be protecting our daughters anyway um but no more are we every man and i'm sorry i'm getting back on point i'm i'm, I'm getting off point i'm getting back on point every man that has been with that with that woman girl since she's 13 if she ain't married to him he left her he left her Women are used to not, and, they, and women never get used to it that a man uses their body, uses up their beauty, uses up their youth, and then their vitality, and then he leaves them. That ain't fair. That is not fair. And so women have this stigma of, well, even my husband's going to leave me. Because every man that that girl has had sex with since she's 13 years old has left her or abused her or hit her or yanked her around or talked mean to her or just basically left her and didn't say nothing. 
So when you come along as her beloved husband, you've got to know today when you marry a woman, when you marry a woman, man, you've got to understand what you're getting into. Because every woman believes eventually her man is going to leave. I had a guy tell me that the other day. He said, yeah, man, my wife told me that every, you know, that she expects me to leave her. She expects me to leave. Okay. And so when we do, and, and, and so when they have, when that happens, she's not, you know, it's no big deal. It still hurts. Right. It still causes pain, but women, they, they expect they got to leave. So when you come along and you guys get married, she, in the back of her mind, she thinks eventually you'll be gone anyway. So when you, when you start, when men get upset and start talking about her body, I mean, sorry, start getting upset when they, when they don't make love and because she doesn't want to or is unable, unable to, then what happens is people, she starts to believe, well, here we go again. Here we go again. He's going to leave me or he's going to get mad or he's, you know, whatever men do when we, you know, we get upset, you know how it is, you know? So this is why you always hear me say, it's important that we look at the relationship from our wife's point of view as well as from our point of view. That helps us from from that helps us to be empathetic to her situation. And believe it or not, man, then she will start to believe you and trust you. This is why when guys are watching pornography or mess with other women or even looking at other women, a wife will go, "Well, here we go. Here we go. Here it comes again." She she'll go, "Now it starts." You know, and and look, my wife, man, she's so crazy, man. I love her. I'm sitting, I'm sitting, looking at a picture of my wife right now. Oh, oh, passport picture. I stole her passport picture because I because she she's a great, she's really a good picture taker. But uh, I, I, you know, she'll say, she said because she knows. Well, okay, I like butts. That's my thing. Okay, I said it. All right, <laughs> she go, she be going. Yeah, yeah. Babe, look at look at that one, baby. That's 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 big. That's too big for you, ain't it? <laughs> so we have gotten over the years where where me and her, you know, she jokes around about it, but I don't take it too far because I don't want to hurt my wife. You know, if she wants to joke around about it, I joke around with her. But you know, I try my best not to look at other women, especially in front of my wife, because it's disrespectful. But the thing about it is now, okay, that being said, that being said, I am a man and there are a lot of men and it's summertime. And guess what? Everybody's dressed like a floozy, ain't they? Everybody's dressed like a slut, ain't they? So what's a man to do? Basically, it's like no matter where you turn your head, like there was a priest one time, I don't know if it's Padre Pio or somebody, one of the priests, one of them saints like that. He said he never knew what none of his parishioners looked like. You know why? Because his head was always down. He never knew who any of his women parishioners looked like because his head was always down. Why? Because he wanted to have custody of his eyes. Well, guess what, Father? I'm with you. But when every when you just go out to go get some McDonald's, <laughs> and every 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 ten year old above and above is walking around with basically no clothes on. And you gotta you gotta open, lift your head to see where you're going. You know, that's all you see. You know, it's like it gets to a point for a man, we just get tired. We get tired of trying to avert our eyes. We get tired of of trying to, you know, not, you know, to you know, to not 
you know, disrespect our wives. We know it's disrespectful, but dang, <laughs> what are you supposed to do when you're in a sea full of Satan? <laughs> I mean, you can try your best. And we all, listen, every man that's married, we all try our damnedest. We really do. But man, look, these days, man, every woman has on tight pants. Every woman has on a tight skirt. Every woman has on a tight shirt. Every woman showing her boobs. Every woman showing her cleavage. Every woman showing her butt, butt cheeks hanging all out. Every woman's showing her vagina hairs coming out the side of her shorts. Every woman has showing her shoulders. Every woman showing her feet and her legs and her calves. I mean, my goodness. They and then and hold it and then they get mad and then if if a dude like I hear the story all the time, a dude she like a dude is looking at her. And then she gets mad, like, you done looking? Like, okay, well, go put some clothes on. Put some clothes on. If you don't, and so, but see, if you if they think you cute and you look at them, it's different. They don't think you cute and you look at them. They don't like, they don't want you to look at them. Which is what? That's two-faced, ain't it? Yes, of course it is. So all I'm saying is, ladies, you know, uh, it, it, you've got to, Show some mercy on us. <laughs> Kill some, give us some mercy, please. We try. We're trying our best. Our wives get mad at us. <laughs> so, uh, so we have a salute. Okay. So next, um, first off, so we're going to get into um to get around like our wife thinking that we're selfishness and things like that. So first off, we should immediately ask ourselves. Two analytical questions right off the bat. So we're getting ready to get into it, right? So what are some questions that we should be asking ourselves when our wife is unable to make love to us or she does not want to make love to us? Now, unable to make love is different. And so I'm going to go into that here in a second. So number one, why can't she make love? That's number one, okay? That's the first question we should be asking ourselves. As husbands, it is our duty to understand and keep an eye on our wives, this body, emotional and physical state. Okay, guys, they 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 forget that it's our responsibility to know about our wife. Okay, we got to understand her body, understand the emotional state, her physical state, and try our best to help. This helps us know when it is good to approach her for intimacy, or if she is more likely to approach us. This can often give us a heads up that something is wrong, which allows us the opportunity to inquire and help her solve it if she desires it. Okay. Now, next, number two, question number two, we should be asking, why is she unwilling to make love to me? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I hate saying this, but I have to say it a lot because guys, we're, we, we don't understand. But anyway, why is our wife unwilling to make love to us? Well, this this takes much humility uh, and the killing of the ego, but uh, but are we un are we able to be truly honest and our with ourselves and actually look in the mirror and ourselves first before blaming or examining our wife's faults or problems? This is the thing when when our wife does not want to make love to us, the question is why doesn't she like why I'm her husband. She says she loves me. I care about her. So why isn't she, why does she always give excuses or fall asleep on me or things like that? And there are a lot of reasons for that. 
But this question is really about you looking in the mirror as a man and analyzing like, why does my wife want to make love to me? What's going on? Like, am I, you know, am, am I selfish? Am I, um, am I not adequate in that area? I'm not tender enough. I'm not caring enough. I, you know, I don't know. See, here's the thing. I can't answer that for you, but guess who can? Your wife. <laughs> she can answer all the questions, all of them. But guess what? Dude's scared to talk to about it. And women don't want to talk about it because they don't want to get yelled at. Okay. Next, number three, is your wife sick? The reason she don't want to make love is the reason she's unable to make love because she's sick. Is there some physical ailment, a headache, stomach, a flu, sinus issues, etc.? Empathy is important here. Look, when your wife is sick and she tells you she's sick, just give her the benefit of the doubt, man, to be empathetic. Now, I know after the 10th or 20th time, of course, something's wrong, but that's a that's a conversation you got to have, right? Number four, is she on her monthly cycle? We talked about this last week. This is very important, okay? Is the reason your wife can't have love, make love, or doesn't want to make love is because she's on her monthly cycle. She's on her period. So what? Having symptoms of sensitivity in her vaginal area. Is she is she having symptoms of sensitivity in her vaginal area, which means that's that's one of the stages of of of, of, of the, one of the phases of her monthly cycle. Like she gets sensitive down there. Okay. Um, is she not in the fertile stage of her cycle? So if, she, if your wife is not in the fertile stage of her cycle, she, her she's not one. She don't want. She's not interested in having sex. This is why it's important that you learn to make love to your wife outside the bedroom. To get her prepared for your love, to prepare her in those times when she is not really fertile, and so the hormones aren't raging, and so that time of the month she's not really wanting to make love because she doesn't care, you know. All right, um, is she not feeling sexy or feminine? Oh, that's a big one, man. I I can't tell you how many women these days do not feel sexy. They don't feel feminine. So if they don't feel like that, then they don't want to have sex. They don't want to. But see, this is why I try to tell guys, man, you've got to be excited about your woman. You've got to be. You've got to show her that you're excited about her, that you're passionate about her. That way she feels when she walks in front of you, if you ain't looking at your wife when your wife walk in front of you, man, then you you ain't passionate about her, man. You just look at you just only use her whenever your wife wants you to to be passionate about her to 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 still be attracted to her no matter be i'm sorry to still be attracted to you even when she's 90 years old just because people get old young folks <laughs> our minds are still young and vital and so what we have to do is understand that just we still think like young people we still have dreams we still have hopes you know, and so when we don't pull that together, what happens is, man, we start to lose the passion for our woman, dude. And you can't allow that to happen. All right. Even if you listen, this is what marriage is about doing things when you don't feel like it. That's marriage. Why? Because it's sacrifice. OK, next. The reason number five, our wife is unable to have sex or not want to is she's having menopausal symptoms. So is she having menopausal symptoms? So such as hot flashes, vaginal dryness, a loss of libido. Again, a knowledge of her body and an understanding of the effects of menopause are important. Look, 
When your wife hits menopause, man, one of the first things to go is her libido. Bam. It's gone. <laughs> Over. Done. Boom. Or other things, the hot flashes. Okay. Or if she is, is dry down there, which means she has no secretion, that she don't want to make love either. Why? Because it's going to hurt. And most guys aren't patient enough. They aren't. They, they aren't patient enough and take their time. And most guys don't even know to use lubrication, the right kind. If they do lube, they use the wrong kind. You know, it's it's a lot of things, man. And listen, this is the whole problem. The whole problem. Okay. Uh, number six, does she hurt physically? So she may be hurting inside and believe that you are you will annoyingly hurt her and it will be painful during lovemaking. This is why it is so important for her to feel she can trust you. And this only comes through previous conversations about lovemaking. So, for instance, let's say you were making love to your wife and she's on her monthly cycle. And, you 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 know, you guys are making love and then you try to penetrate too deep. Okay, she's on her monthly cycle and you just try to penetrate too deep. Guess what? You just hurt her because you didn't know. And y'all didn't have a conversation about it earlier or previously. And I'm telling you, man, that right there, women, they they don't when they know it's gonna hurt, man. They ain't trying to mess around. <laughs> they ain't trying to mess around, dude. Because they don't have to for one. Okay. So next, number seven of the reason that our wife would not want to make love or is unable to is have you been making love to her outside the bedroom? So this goes under the I don't want to make love to him category. Seven. So have you been making love to your wife outside the bedroom? Have you been romancing her? Have you been making her feel she is priority number one? If you don't do these things, your wife will not want to make love to you. She won't. And, and romancing her is not just on Valentine's Day, Christmas, anniversary, birthday. And I'm sure it's another one. Valentine's Day, I probably said that one already. You know, and you cannot, those are those, every man does those, right? But romancing your wife every day. To, to let her know that she's special to you. Dude, that's how you do it. That's how you do it, right? Even when your wife get mad at you, she don't stay mad at you long because you know, well, he loves me and he's trying to do the best he can. <laughs> okay? And making her feel like she's priority number one. If you don't make her feel like she's priority number one, she's not going to want to make love to you. She's not because she's going to feel you don't love her or you're selfish. Okay? So number eight of the reason why your wife does not want to make love or is unable to is have you been engaging in meaningful conversation with her? Women fall in love with their ears. Been told that by my wife like 10,000 times. Okay. So do you sit down and, and even discuss sex? Do you only discuss surface things in your marriage? Okay. You know, you've got to have meaningful conversation about your future, about your vacations, about your retirement, about your kids, about your love making. You know, um, about how you feel, about how she feels. Is she happy? Is she not happy? What's going on about finances? All of these things are important and you must learn to talk about them because what does that do? That means you have a strong marriage where you can talk about anything. There are people that are married. Do y'all know there are people that are married that there's some subjects they can't talk about? What kind of mess is that? We married, we swap spit, we swap juices, and we can't talk about certain things. That is ridiculous. No wonder why the divorce rate is at 60%. <laughs> no wonder. 
If you you should be able to talk to your spouse about anything on the planet, and they should listen. Just like, and, and if it's reversed, you know, the main thing is, man, it, it, you know, learn to accept each other's opinion if, if it's wrong, and you can say it's wrong, or if you have a different opinion on that. But man, this thing about well, that's all we can't talk about that. Man, that's that's a big time road to divorce. Okay. Um, next, number nine of the reason uh your wife won't, doesn't want to make love to you is do you make her feel loved? Does she feel close to you? So do you make her feel loved? Do you listen to her without interrupting her? Do you value her opinion? Do you make love less than once a month? You know, these things are very important. If your wife doesn't feel close to you, she's not going to want to make love to you. She's not. She ain't. She ain't. So you got to make it feel close. Okay. Um, and the intimacy, if you hadn't had love and made love in more than a month, that's severe sexual issues. Um, and, you know, and I say it is severe. It is severe. At all the months and all the hours, all the, I'm sorry, all the weeks and days and seconds and minutes in a month. And you guys can't find one hour to, to, to be intimate with each other. Yeah. Enough said on that. Okay. Um, do you listen to her without interrupting? Do you listen to her? Do you value her opinion? These are things that make your wife feel. These are just a couple of things that make your wife feel close to you. You know, it's very important. Again, number nine, if she doesn't feel close to you, she's not going to want to make love to you or talk to you or be near you. You're going to be a buddy. You know how you know how far that goes. Right. Number 20, uh, number 10, um, have you been praying for your wife? Do you sacrifice your time in prayer, sacrifice, penance, and suffering for her? Look, I'm going to tell you what, there are six phases to a wife's sexual fulfillment and fulfillment as a woman. And guess what the first one is? Prayer. If you ain't praying for your wife, you ain't praying for your marriage, man, what do you think is going to happen? You need, we need grace. We need grace in our marriage. And we come through the suffering and sacrifice and penance of the husband. Okay? It's very important that we understand that. Hear what I said. There are six phases to the sexual fulfillment of your wife and her feeling completely satisfied as a woman. And number one is you praying for her. All right. Next, um, and let me start. The other part of ten is: Do you actually engage in spiritual warfare for her and your marriage? It's important that we learn to engage in spiritual warfare. Our, one of our missions as a man is to defend, to defend against the demonic. And if we don't do that, we cause problems. Okay. Number eleven: Have you um, have you been serving her? Okay, doing things without constantly being asked. Do you do things without having to constantly be asked by her? Okay. Uh, putting her first before anything or anyone but God. Putting her happiness, wants, desires, and needs before your own. This is service. This is what a man does. He gives his life away for his wife, for God, for his marriage, before his children, before your children. When St. Paul says, leave your mother and your father and go off and become one flesh. He didn't say, you know, and put your kids above your, your, your God and your wife. No, he didn't say that. You guys got to understand children are only are really happy 
when their mother and their father is together, loving each other and, and getting along and going to church. Kids don't care about you be about y'all being unhappy. They really don't. Kid, kids just want their parents together. They don't care. This is what another excuse uh divorced people try to say. Well, we argue all the time and we fight, and it'll be better for our kids if we just split up and leave each other. Oh, yeah. And then your poor kids aren't going to say their father once a week or every and every other weekend. Is that fair? Is that fair? No, it ain't fair. You know, and then the kids, and then come, we come to holidays again, birthdays and their birthdays and stuff. We got to have two, three birthday parties because mom and daddy can't get along with each other because they hate each other. Because they can't get along. If they do get, and because they, well, we get along with each other. We, we, we're really, we're really good friends now. That don't mean a dang old thing to your kids. It don't mean anything. It, it makes no sense. It just doesn't logically make sense. Stay together. Make it work. Work it out. You might as well work it out because you can't make nobody else happy anyway. You can't. And, and, and your children deserve a mother and a father in the same house, man. They deserve that. They have a right to that back, the natural law of things. It's not fair that we split up. It's not fair. My first wife asked me for to try to divorce, was divorced to me before she died. It wasn't right. What I was, I was trying to make, what was I gonna do? What you gonna do? When somebody's divorcing you, what are you gonna do? These days you can't do nothing, right? You gotta take it. You know, and that ain't fair either. But women are the worst. At least men, men, you know, they might most a lot of men ain't gonna lead a wife in their family. They really won't. Women these days, 70% of women, I thought it was just 60. I found the other day it's like 70% now. 70% of women file for divorce now. Of the divorces are filed by women. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. 70% of divorces filed today are, by, are filed by women. 70%. You know why? Because they listen to all the other divorced women who are miserable. So what are they going to do? Misery loves company. Satan loves company. Satan wants everybody in hell with him. So what do the divorced women do? They talk to your wife all day, every day. You know why? Because you distracted. On the golf course, on the boat, gone fishing, hanging out with your buddies at work 16 hours a day. Guess what? Satan talking to your wife, baby, talking to her all day, every day, and you have no clue. And then when your wife tells you it's over, what the heck happened? Yeah, what happened was you distracted. We cannot, as men, afford to be distracted. Yeah. You try people try to say a lot of stuff. I say I had a guy say a couple of weeks ago I, what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. You're right. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just got one of the happiest women on the planet in my house. That's all. And it's not just me. Everybody that knows my wife says the same thing. You know, people don't, you know, I've been married twice. My first marriage was a disaster. My second marriage was almost a disaster. And what did I do? I fixed myself, got myself together. Stop being a little wuss and punk. I got myself together because I knew it had to be me because that's two marriages, two failed marriages. Okay, something's wrong. It ain't my wife. It's got to be me. See, that's what a real man does. You sit there, look at the mirror and go, oh, must be me. Must be me. Must be me. And then guess what? You start fixing yourself. All of a sudden, your wife becomes happier. I don't know why it happens, but that's just kind of how it works. Why? Because she's the leader. I mean, you're the leader. I mean, 
You're the leader. They do what you do. I'm sorry. That's the way it is, man. The guys try to tell, you know, tell, tell, try to tell people they are a man that's trying to help people in marriage. And first thing they want to do because they inadequate, they try to make it seem like you inadequate. That ain't cool. Right. So next number 12, almost done for the day. Y'all number 12. Am I satisfying her sexually? AKA is she having a good time? So number 12 reason why our wife would not, does not want to make love to us is, and is she satisfied? Am I satisfying her sexually? AKA she having a good time. Am I truly a loving, tender, compassionate, knowledgeable, world-class lover? Or am I hoping, wishing, and praying that I am, right? Do I think I have it all together in this area? Have I even asked my beloved this all-important question? Because, man, listen, I can't tell you, you know, your wife, well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Most women don't even know what they want in the bedroom. They really don't. They kind of know when they get it. They kind of do. But you as the man, your knowledge is all important okay and so many women just like when you when when many women are having marriage problems you ask the woman well, what's wrong i don't know what's wrong i just know i'm i, I ain't happy <laughs> that's it that's what they say <laughs> i just know i ain't happy i know i gotta get away from him that's what i know all right same thing in the bedroom you know we've got to understand that we've got to ask our wife and have conversations with our wife We really do. If we don't, we are shortchanging ourselves. We're leaving it room for some other knucklehead dude to come in there and get between us and our wife. And I'll tell you, I have many men like that. I'm telling you, it is not fun. It is not fun. Last one for the day. Number 13 of the reasons my wife does not want to make love to me. Is she mentally distracted for some reason? This is a big one. Okay. It's not that it's a big one in that it happens a lot and we miss. And and so I'm going to help you to understand that. So here's some questions you should be thinking. Is your wife mentally distracted for some reason? So I'm going to just make it real simple. Have you ever been making what love to your wife? It seems like she ain't there. (laughs) Like she's trying to like, like she's not paying attention. (laughs) Have you? Oh, sure. You have. Sure. You have. We've all been through that. Well, what's going on is she is distracted. She's distracted. She might be depressed about something. She might be distracted by the children, which is a lot. That's over half. She's distracted by the kids. Does she have house chores she's got to do? Does she have to cook? Is she stressed out at work? You must be willing to address these issues so she is relaxed. Most men do know this one. If I can get her to relax, our love session is going to be at least adequate. Right. But women, they get they 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 got this multitask thing going on. And so you're trying to make love to her. And when a woman tells you, I, I got like, come on, baby, let's go upstairs. Let's go upstairs. Uh, oh, OK, well, OK, I got to cook. I got to take care of the kids. I got to get a kid's bath. I got to put the kids clothes on. I got to get the kids ready for school for the morning. <laughs> you know, that's what they that's what they thinking about. So what I used to tell guys is this. If you want to make love to your wife that night, then what you do on a regular basis, you help her with the kids. You help tuck the kids in. You help her do the dishes. You help her cook. Uh, you help her uh, get the kids ready for tomorrow. You help her do all the stuff. 
that 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 needs to be taken. And then guess what? Then she has a little time. Everything's done, and she don't feel distracted. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know what I'm saying. Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, and so we are back for our conclusion, and um, that is part one of of the of the reasons that our wife uh, might not want to make love to us or is unable to, and not how not to pout or whine about it. So today I covered the the, the reasons and and the and the issues. So tomorrow, I'm sorry. Well, the next show, which will be tomorrow, but you guys on the podcast, you you know whenever you listen to it. <laughs> so the next, uh, the next show will be the, how to embrace wholeness in your, when you, when you are denied sex, like how do you get through it? How do you, uh, how do you fix it? How do you, you know, what are some things to help you through it and things like that? Um, tomorrow's going to be a good show. Um, so that being said, so listen to the replay, you know, and, or, and then be ready for tomorrow because it's going to be a good one too. Um, again, um, try your best to understand that I'm not getting on you. I'm really not. It's just that, man, I've learned a lot of things being married. I've learned a lot of things from helping other men. Um, I've learned a lot of things about God and how all this stuff works together. And I'm telling you, man, intimacy is a very huge thing. It's the second most important thing in your marriage besides prayer. If you can't get it, if you can't get intimacy right, man, you ain't gonna get your marriage right. You're not. And it's women are listen, women are complicated, man. And it's for a reason because of the fall. And if you like I said, you've got to know, and, and when a woman is abused or she has inhibitions or she has a lot of pain, or she's been divorced, she had an abortion, she's had multiple husbands, she had multiple sex partners, she had, you know, um uh what do you call it? Uh, miscarriages you know uh all these things are traumatic to a woman man and she doesn't get rid of them easy so today it's a lot different marrying a woman today than it was say back in the 1600s and stuff you know um even in the 1700s man it's, it's completely different more women 
more there are really practically no virgins. But by the time a woman gets married, she's had at least at least one other sexual partner. So what does that mean? That means she's damaged. That means when I say damaged, I don't mean like, oh, you know, that she's, you know, that something, how can I put it? Well, the best way is to say, look, she's damaged. I don't mean what I mean she, is explain what I mean. Damn it. What I'm going to say damaged means she's psychologically been hurt. Emotionally, she's been hurt. Spiritually, she's been hurt. That's what I mean by damaged. And so when a woman has sex, multiple, multiple sexual partners, man, dude, she's damaged. She's because she's because, like I said earlier, men leave them. When we leave them, they get hurt and it's hard to repair that for them. They hold on to it. How do I know that? You and your wife talking. Johnny, remember 25 years ago when you hit me on my leg and you tried to say it was an accident? You know that wasn't no accident. And you're going, that was 25 years ago, woman. What you talking about? <laughs> they don't forget nothing, dude. They don't forget nothing. It amazes me the stuff my wife remembers. My wife can't remember to put my wife cannot remember to put her keys on her desk <laughs> when she comes home every day. But she remembers something I did 20 years ago with, with my wife or her or, or a kid or something, you know, whatever I did. I don't know what it is. <laughs> she remember that. <laughs> she remember what my mama said to her, my daddy said to her that was wrong. She remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's women, man. They complicated. You gotta love them, though. You gotta love them. But man, once you understand them and you really try your best to understand them and do the hard work it takes to really love them, man, you'll see, man, your what you will create this beautiful woman, this woman that loves you, cares about you, wants to serve you, and and wants to be the best wife she can for you. But man, she ain't gonna try to do that without you putting the work. And and having being cur and being curious about her and making her feel special and making her feel ex and being excited about her and putting her priority number one in your life. Okay, so see you guys on the next show. That would be tomorrow at uh, six p.m. Eastern. Um, it would be Wednesday, and I hope to see you all there. So as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, which states: "Society offers you comfort." But you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!